It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Coach Pat Kilby, ask me why I'm wearing a sports coat tonight. Isaac, why are you wearing a sports coat tonight? Oh, well, you know, it's because we're talking about the man, Dontrez Styles, and I'm trying to look good. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade. Joining me as he does every Wednesday is the man, Coach Pack Kilby. We want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. I want to remind you that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so make sure to subscribe wherever you listen or watch. For those of you who are watching, if you would, go ahead and smash the like button and leave a comment about this man, Don Trez Styles. So, we've been talking all summer long. We're going through a summer series previewing the 2022-23 UNC men's basketball roster. We've gone through all the freshmen and Pete Nance. Last week, we did DeMarco Dunn, and today, we're talking about Don Trez Styles. Pat Kilby, we're excited to talk about this man. What you got? Yes, sir. Absolutely. So before we get deep diving on, on Don Trez, I want to say two things about this man. Number one, in my house, we call him Trezzy, and it's an <laughs> awesome nickname. Love his nickname. Uh, we don't even call him Don Trez. It's just straight Trezzy around here. Uh, but also... Trezzy, bring it. Yeah, exactly. Major shout out to Trezzy for his overtime three against Baylor. I don't know how the rest of Tar Heel Nation was, but when we went to overtime... We were without Caleb. We were without Brady. I was not feeling good about it. And Dontrez comes straight in and nails that three. So clutch. Instantly made me feel better. So major shout out to him for that. Man, yes, absolutely. And the the uh, feeling there in the arena, it just flipped completely as soon as that happened because there was... Uh, the whole game, you know, oh, Carolina's got this, Carolina's got this, Carolina's got this, Carolina don't got this, Baylor is going <laughs> to win this game because it's going to overtime, and then Trezzy hits that three, and it's like, oh, well, maybe we are going to win this game after all. That's right. He did it for his man, Brady Manick, after that Bush League ejection. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, it was extremely Bush League. Still don't understand it but you know what it doesn't matter because Baylor went home Carolina went on and uh, man what a great run Don was a big part of that now that 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 three woof one of his just few three threes on the entire season uh boy what the play he's most known for in his freshman year uh was one of the just three threes that he hit that is crazy yep it was a big one uh so real quick I'll uh I'll give you the rundown on him. Uh, sophomore, incoming sophomore, six foot six, two hundred and ten pounds, uh, repping number three for the Tar Heels. Um, the actual team website lists him as guard slash forward, which is exactly what he is. So I uh, thought that was pretty interesting. He can play that three, four. He's kind of a hybrid there. Uh, Twitter D underscore Styles four. He's a lot more active on Twitter than he is on Instagram, but his Instagram is D 
underscore styles 13. So interact with him on social media, give him a follow. Great, great young man. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, uh, not very active at all on Instagram. So go uh, check him out on Twitter. As we look back, Pack, at some of his stats from last year, uh, you know, there's a couple things, um, obviously, similar to DeMarco, who we talked about last week, started 30 games, or excuse me, played 30 games, but didn't start any of them last year uh, as you just had that iron five staying healthy and playing all the time. Um, and, you know, um, plus Dawson Garcia before Brady was starting. And so you had that six uh, really getting the thing going there in terms of total minutes, really just 175 on the year average 5.8 minutes. Although he did have his uh, single season high of 25 in that Baylor game um, as he had a lot of his other uh, season highs in that game. Thanks to overtime and thanks to uh, all those uh, foul outs and ejections and things that we have uh, already begun to talk about just a little bit there. As you look at these stats, Pack, what stands out to you? Yeah, what stands out to me, uh, you know, it's such a small sample size, but um, obviously we know, you know, rebounding, he had 43 total rebounds, but that's something he can really bring to the table because of his size, strength, and athleticism. I think he can be, he can make a good rebounder for the Tar Heels. Um, one interesting thing, he was negative 73 on the plus minus. Uh, like I said, you know, that's it's a small sample size. And also, early in his freshman year, he was playing a lot of, hey, we're up 20, we'll put you in, or hey, we're down 20, we'll put you in type minutes. And so that's not always a really good judge of, you know, who Trez really is as a player and how he can impact the game. And then, um, you know, like you mentioned, 3 of 18 from the three-point line, 16.7%. So that's definitely an area of improvement that's needed for him. But I also, you know, I foresee him making those improvements. So I think we'll see some big strides from Don Trez. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it is so interesting to point out those numbers. And I, I didn't recognize it last week when we talked about DeMarco, but DeMarco and Don Trez had the two lowest individual plus minus numbers on the entire team last year. And uh, same with three-point shooting. I mean, they were not good uh, combined six for 33, 18.2% from three. And so uh, like you said, hopefully those numbers are going, they're going to have to come up big time because uh, the Tar Heels are going to rely on him a lot more heavily this upcoming season um, to stand out in ways that he didn't last year. You know, he was really just a, um, secondary, maybe even tertiary piece last year, but is really going to have to be a big part of the mix upcoming this season. Um, interestingly, he did have a couple, three different games where he was plus eight, the, the Duke home game at Clemson and then versus Marquette, the game before the Baylor game. And so he did have some um, highlight games where he did have that plus eight. And so that gives me at least a, a little bit of, of encouragement about what we might see there when he is on the court. Absolutely. And it shows his improvement, you know, over the course of the year, those three games you mentioned were towards the tail end there. And so um, the the fact that he's, you know, found his niche and found his way on the court and was positive in the plus minus, I mean, that just shows how he's improved and how he's gotten more comfortable within the system. 
Man, that's great. And so we'd love to talk a little more specifically about his strengths and weaknesses that we saw last year uh, as part of the team. But first, before we get there, I want to tell you all about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's nearly impossible for your local auto parts store to stock everything you need. Why have to go through all those questions you know you don't know the answers to when you could just sit at home on your computer and find the parts yourself instead of waiting on a salesman to figure it all out for you? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. That consistency is something you can believe in. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer and their inventory has everything you need. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Hey, which NFL stars move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get podcasts. Okay, Pac, so let's keep looking back a little bit before we move forward into the upcoming season with Don Trez, with Trezzy, excuse me, uh, specifically looking at uh, some of his strengths, and then let's talk a, a little more about the weaknesses. Um, where do you think he really um, stands out at this point as a basketball player? Yeah, so the main thing, you know, when you when you look at Trezzy, you see his body. He's got a great frame, and... <laughs> You know, you look at this guy, it's like he's built for the NBA in that sense. It's his his size, his strength, his athleticism, those are all top-notch qualities that he has and he brings to the table. Now, where he's lacking, and, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but some of the some of the skill, you know, so his frame and his and his body and all those things are exactly where he needs them to be, and he's just gotta add that skill set. But man, he can bring so much defensively. Like that's a strength for him, uh, because he can afford to guard multiple positions, the way that he's built and his athleticism. Uh, he can rebound really well. Uh, he runs the floor well in transition. Obviously, he finishes around the rim well. That's like kind of what he was known for coming in as just being an explosive finisher. And so uh, he brings a lot of positives to the table. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting that he is, you know, we think about Seth Trimble coming in, his older brother, J.P. Tokato. It's a lot of, of what uh, I remember talking about with him of, man, he his body, his skill set, his athleticism. But then it's some of the uh, more fine-tuned basketball skills where J.P. needed to uh, stand out and get better. And um, I think Dontrez has a higher ceiling probably than J.P. did. Not probably. I think he does have a higher ceiling than J.P. did. But it's some of that same uh, issue we saw there. And so, yeah, like his body is just pure strength. Um, the, the energy he brings of just being able to to do stuff. Um, 
from a like you whatever coach Davis needs him to do, he can go out and do it. And because he's not playing as many minutes as the starters, can literally just go, 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 go. And that energizer bunny thing that that he can bring to the table is huge with all that. And so you you love that. Plus, as you've alluded to with that um really nice fluidity between three and four, depending on what type of lineup Carolina's playing or depending on um, what type of lineup the defense is playing, that that ability to legitimately guard either of those spots is a huge win. But then, yeah, you, you look at it when Dontrez is on the court, let's say if he's there and, and you don't have a scorer or shooter alongside of him, that's when you start to worry about making shots if you can't get to the rim. Um, and so uh, th- there is this, ah, man, we gotta, we gotta work on that shooting. We gotta work on that ball handling, gotta work on, um, like you, you can't just out athlete people as you could in high school, right? There, there's gotta sure. be, um, a better ability to play in the flow of a system. When, when you as a coach, that, that is, you think of more of as an athlete or a slasher. How how do you start to work with him, um, or now her, <laughs> to be able to pick up some more of that like shooting and ball handling skill set? Yeah, well, I think you know the first thing is the player themselves has to identify their weakness. They have to know. They have to understand that it's a weakness. And so, once they recognize that, they know that's something. Hey, I've got to get better at. And I know that sounds really simple, but that's just the reality of it because. You know, Coach Davis could say all day long, hey, you know, Dontrez, you've you got to become a better shooter. But if he doesn't understand that, then he's not going to. And so uh, you can never assume anything with players. And um, I think with Dontrez, I think that he's he's he understands that. He he does need to improve to get to where he wants to be. And so he's just got to be willing to to get the repetitions and put the time in. And I think he's the type of young man that will do exactly that. Man, yeah, that's good. So uh, staying in that vein, Pac, like let's, I know that, um, it was a famous thing that coach Smith did having players in for meetings at the end of the year before they would go out to the next year and he would give them a couple things to work on. So, um, be, be coach Davis now sitting Dontrez down in his office before the year. And he's going to say, Hey, Dontrez, as you go into this summer of 2022, here are three things I need you to work on before you come back uh, ready for the next year? Yeah, so the first thing I think of, you know, when I think of Dontrez, he, it, to me, it looks like he's doing a lot of thinking when he's on the court mm-hmm. and a lot less playing. That kind of changed as the year went on, but we will need that to be consistent in the 2022-23 season. And so uh, the big thing, I guess I would label this, the first one as preparation, uh, being so prepared that he feels confident that he can just go play when he's on the court. That's an area that I think needs improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, shooting, which we've already touched on. Mm-hmm. Got to get in the gym, get reps. And then number three, you know, Dontrez, the way he's wired, the way he plays the game, the way he's built, he can impact winning in a multitude of ways. And if we can get him to bring that to the table consistently, that will be key. And what I mean by that is, you know, is Dontrez going to be a 20-point-per-game guy consistently? No way. But he could go get 20 one night because that's what we need. He could go get 10 rebounds one night because that's what we need. He can come in and guard one night because that's what we need. He can do so many things. He has so much to offer. 
We just got to find how he can get to consistently impacting winning. Man, yeah, I I love um, all of those. In particular, um, the the first one about just there. There's something about when that level of preparation puts you in such a good spot to where you're just reacting. You're not thinking about it anymore. Um, for me, growing up as a pitcher, um, I it was a huge day for me when I flipped from being a thrower to where I became a pitcher instead, where I could actually respond to what the game needed and, and what the batter in front of me, what I needed to do to attack that batter, those kind of things. And so I, I love that as... Um, Don Trez now has this experience where he's coming into his second year. He's seen this system for a year, which undoubtedly, you know, this, this new college system under Coach Davis is going to be more complicated than would be his high school system. And so now that he's got a year of that under his belt, a, a summer of playing um, with people who have done it before him and now alongside him, you've got to think that that, that he sees the necessity of that preparation so that he can do more of that um, just reacting and just playing and being a basketball player. And uh, I think the other good thing that's going to do is that's going to also um, allow his athleticism to shine through more because he's going to react more quickly when that preparation shows up. And so I, I love um, those points from you, Coach Davis, Pat Kilby. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's great. And um, th- to your third point about like, hey, let's find a bunch of different ways um, because because of the athlete that you are and because of the things that you can do, there, there are so many ways that you can help us as a team win. It... Let Caleb, let Armando, let RJ get all the points, right? You score when you need to, but find ways like Leaky is doing to impact us as a winning unit in a multitude of ways. And and I think that's going to be huge for the Tar Heels. Absolutely. And you know what I really comes to mind whenever I think about Dontrez, like kind of where he's at now? Justin Jackson. And I know, listen, their games aren't similar. I know they're different players. But, you know, if you recall, Justin kind of, he played a role his freshman year. He played a little bit bigger role his sophomore year. And then junior year, he kind of shined. And that's kind of what I foresee for Don Trez is just somebody that he had a small role. Now he's going to be probably seventh, maybe eighth man. And then he's going to be a big-time player for us. And so he's just got to keep, you know, stay persistent. And like we said, find ways to contribute find ways to grow as a player and get better, and then he's going to become a really, really nice player for the Tar Heels. I love that. Absolutely. And uh, to talk more specifically about what kind of really nice player he'll be for the Tar Heels this upcoming season, we're going to look ahead to that in just a moment right after I tell you about Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Listen up, these are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time, so make sure that you don't miss out. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you too. 
They're the perfect treat for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you just need a quick, healthy snack. An excellent source of protein on the go. Delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Okay, so Pac, we, we started to get into a little bit there. I think uh, towards the end of that last segment, you were saying you really think um, Dantras comes in as like the seventh or eighth guy in, in the rotation. Where, uh, quite specifically, where do you see him at on the depth chart coming into the season? Yeah, I think I w- if I had to guess now, I'd, I'd say eight, um, just because I think him and Puff are similar, and I think Puff gets the nod right there. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, Seth's going to probably be number seven because he's going to be able to come in and relieve RJ and Caleb. And then right behind him is Dontrez. Uh, but, I, you know, I'll say this too. Six, seven, and eight are all guys that are going to play major roles. And depending on matchups and depending on who's playing well, you know, Coach Davis might feel more comfortable going with Trezzy over Puff sometimes. You know, it just yeah. – it all depends on matchups and the flow of the game, the flow of the season. And so I think it's safe to say this. Whether he's six, seven, or eight, he's definitely going to be in the rotation even as it tightens up towards the end of the year. He's going to be there. He's going to be a key contributor to this team. And um, one thing that, you know, I wanted to mention is how blessed we are to have Don Trez because – you know, you, you think about him like Don Trez is your eighth man. Okay, here's here's the reality, folks. Don Trez probably starts on almost any other ACC team, maybe with the exception of maybe one or two schools. That's how good he is, and we have him as our seventh or eighth man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is. And, like, right, like you said, it's not even just that uh, he's not – quite a, the starter for Carolina. He's like two or three down the bench. And that's, that's ridiculous. Something I, I found really interesting about coach Davis last year in his first year is that I felt like coach Williams got into very specific um, substitution patterns. And it felt like often with coach Davis, you just didn't know. And it was like, Oh, here comes puff and puff's not been the first one in the game for five games or whatever. And so I, I'm with you. I think it's, Puff and then Seth and then Dontrez, most likely from a substitution Mm -hmm. pattern. But then with the way that Coach Davis just kind of surprises you and it's like, oh, here comes this guy. It's like I I wouldn't be shocked to see Dontrez as the first off the bench from time to time. And then I I think typically he'll be third. And 
honestly, once Jalen Washington or Tyler Nickel uh, gets more comfortable, we might see them jump in above him from time to time. I don't expect that to be the norm by any stretch of the imagination, but it could definitely happen. And I think, as you said, um, matchups will depend. Sometimes there's going to be um, foul trouble will probably factor into that as well, um, substituting some of those different patterns. Well, so last year he played 5.8 minutes per game, just shy of six, um, and and played double-digit minutes six times with that Baylor game, Baylor game again as the high at 25 minutes. Where do you think Dontrez averages in terms of, of minutes per game this year? If I had to guess, I would say probably somewhere between 10 to 12 minutes per game. Um, that's... It's tough because he's in a spot, he's in a role that's got Leaky, it's got Puff and him. And now, granted, like we've talked about, Puff and Dontrez could you know, potentially play some four or two, uh, depending on Jalen Washington and Tyler Nichol and what those guys bring early on. But, and listen, I, I think we can all agree, we'd love to see Trezzy play more, but look, our roster's loaded. I would say probably 10 to 12 minutes per game. Yeah, I think that's, fair for um for he i think puff and seth will both be just north of where he's at and then i think trez is probably pardon me um eighth eighth most uh minutes per game played i'm, I'm with you on that well um what about don trez's floor and ceiling I, I love this conversation that we've begun to have um i think i'm you're going to probably tell me the same thing for his floor as you said last week about demarco yeah, I, I mean, his floor is what we saw as freshman year. That is the least we will ever see Don Trez's abilities put on the floor. And so, um, and that's a positive thing because that means he's going to be playing more and that means his, you know, his talents are going to shine through even more. As far as his ceiling goes, I kind of touched on this earlier. I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but I do foresee him being – a guy that's at Carolina for three, potentially even four years, depending on how his junior year goes. And I I foresee him being a major college basketball player, like someone we talk about being one of the best players in, in the country, you know, his junior and senior year. And that, you know, that may sound far-fetched to some, but I really believe in his abilities. And we all know that, um, you know, veterans in college basketball succeed. And if he's going to be here his junior and senior year, I definitely see him succeeding. Yeah. And so a lot of that means, gosh, because of the transfer portal, it's like coach Davis really needs to find this niche and role for him this year so that he sees what's ahead of him. Those next two seasons, like, Hey, basically you can step in and be leaky when leaky's gone, but like offense leaky, plus offensively yeah. uh, to bring a little more to the table. And so um, just hopefully he buys in on that vision and that waiting of like, hey, just do what you got to do this year and then get ready to explode um, your junior and senior years. I think I think absolutely with that. Um, another thing we've talked about, and I love this discussion in the upcoming year, is um, who are newcomers affecting playing time positively or negatively? And then who are departures affecting playing time positively or negatively? Yeah, so, I mean, your newcomers, I mean, you, you're probably talking Tyler Nickel, potentially Jalen Washington. Um, they could affect playing time. I don't foresee that happening unless they surprise me, which, listen, if they surprise me and they're playing over Dontrez, then 
that's a good thing for Carolina. That means we got some really good players. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't foresee that. But those are guys that could, you know, potentially affect it. And then guys that um, left that could have affected it, you know, were obviously Brady. He's leaving. Um, Leaky, you know, could have left. But I know, decided yeah. to come back, and that would have opened up some more, you know, opportunity and window for Dontrez. But listen, I mean, I think we're all pumped that Leaky's coming back. He's he's been awesome. So, um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it there. Yeah, that, that's the interesting one to me is is Leaky. You know, with if if Leaky's not on this team, basically Puff and Dontrez are fighting it out to be the starting three, um, and so that that's a big. Um, knock on playing time for both of those young men, um, which ultimately that depth, I think, is a big win for the Tar Heels when you get back the guy that should have been the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you can't go wrong with that. So that's going to be great. Um, but yeah, as you said, that obviously will affect Don Trez's playing time. And so we will have to um, watch out for that. Well, uh, we expect big things. Pac, you said you're very excited for Dontrez this year. Any just kind of lasting big exclamation points you want to put on this before we get out of here today? Well, I just, you know, I usually do this. Just talk about the quality of the young man that they are. Um, well, yeah. you know, the cool thing is we got to kind of see that. You know, Trez was was a top recruit coming in, and he he's – in Chapel Hill because this is where he wants to be, and he's willing to earn his role. He's not expecting anything to be handed to him, and that's the Carolina way. Um, he could have easily entered the transfer portal. He chose to stay and be a part of this program moving forward. I just have so much respect for that in today's day and age, and uh, I think you know we're very fortunate that he's a Tar Heel and look forward to seeing him succeed. Here, here. That's well said, my friend. And I think that is big part of what is going to make this 2022-23 Carolina team a lot of fun to watch is a lot of dudes bought into the vision that Hubert Davis is selling. Coach Pat Kilby, as always, thanks so much for all your great wisdom and insights into our man Trezzy. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. Uh, guys, that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Uh, coming up tomorrow, we got to figure out what in the world is going on with all this Gigi Jackson stuff. We're going to talk more about that. Foreshadowing, I don't think it looks good. Anyway, thank you so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please go subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Smash the like button and leave a comment about what your thoughts are on Mr. Dontrez Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow Pack at Coach underscore K23. And you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen today. Host Candace Cooper and local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes, five days a week. Hey, we want to thank you again so much for spending part of your Wednesday hanging out with us two dudes, talking Carolina, talking Don Tris Styles, and we want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!
NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.